Do you enjoy a tipple? Maybe mid-afternoon? Maybe on the course? Maybe early morning? If you do, and you don't want to lug the bottle around with you, and you're looking for the perfect vessel to tote around your finest beverage of choice, head over to ragproper.com. That's R-A-G-P-R-O-P-E-R.com for the original modern glass flask. I'm sure you all are familiar drinking out of the old metal, stainless, metallic. It's just not good. Just not good. It's not good for the booze. Head over to ragproper.com. Get yourself a modern glass flask and tell them birdies and bourbon sent you. Are you looking for a special gift for that someone for maybe just some random occasion? Go check out slabcigarclub.com. Their mission is to curate an unparalleled monthly experience delivering cigars to aficionados and beginners alike. If you appreciate a good smoke or you know somebody that does, be sure to go and check out slabcigarclub.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, we're going a little off script here. I mean, maybe a mulligan, if you will. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk a lot of golf. We're going to talk about some golfers. Mainly, what we're going to be focusing on are watches. And here with Dan and I today, we have Christian Zerone. How'd I do? Yeah, great. How you killed it? <laughs> uh, that, Christian Zerone from Theo and Harris. You can find him at theoandharris.com. He'll correct me if I screwed that up at all. He's the curator. Um, of watches for uh for theo and harris christian what's up man how you doing man it's a pleasure thank you so much for having me both yeah absolutely uh, well I, I'm, I'm a little nervous i can't lie um i'm not a professional at, at anything really um <laughs> I, I do like to drink and i do enjoy a watch or two uh but i I've, I've been checking you out on on the gram i've been checking you out on youtube and uh you know my my knowledge of watches pales in comparison to yours so hopefully we're I, i'm going to use this selfishly for a little bit of uh, a little bit of self-help and self-education for sure uh, man I, I don't dan's probably gonna dan's the bot by the way so it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of ai questions that uh that, <laughs> that, that, that are that are gonna be spoon-fed just coming your way by the way christian just so you know um i we're we, we don't really pre well i pre-game <laughs> Uh, but but not not a not a scripted pregame. And I said, Dan, where'd you get that hat? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, Christian, do you, for those of you that are that's just listening, right. you won't that's right. That's, that's the that's the speedy hand, Theo and Harris cap. Heck I yeah. love it. Heck yeah, man. I I I did. He 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 didn't share with me. That's all I'm saying. Did, didn't, <laughs> the didn't share. With me. I didn't love share it. That's a nice one, man. I like it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, I so, do enjoy it. So for folks that are just golfers uh, and or just drinkers. Uh, this is this is I'm starting out with a two part question right off Jump Street. Number one, what are you drinking? And number two, uh, could you give us uh, who, who's Christian, the curator for Theo and Harris? 
So I'm drinking a little bit of Woodford Reserve at the moment. Nothing, uh, nothing too wild, uh, but uh, cheers to you. This is actually a gift from Longines, the watch brand. Oh, uh, they nice. they send out uh, like these custom bottles of Woodford with the Kentucky Derby, and I was there at the Kentucky Derby with them this year. Mm. Uh, you know, we do a lot of brand. Right? We'll get we'll get into the whole Theo and Harris story in a bit. But yeah. um, who am I? I'm a I'm, I'm a 28 year old New Jersey entrepreneur that started his business, which was a vintage watch retail business when I was in college. I did that instead of, uh, I mean, I, I, I was going to say in, in, instead of fooling around, but I fooled around too. I was just, <laughs> you know, trying to balance the both of them. And, um, you know, really, I never had an intention of being a, a full-time entrepreneur. That was not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an attorney, a uh, criminal defense attorney, really. But um, allegedly. the business, allegedly, the, yeah, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> the business uh, started, you know, kind of not doing well financially, but it started to show some promise while I was in college. And uh, simultaneously, I was seeing some of my corporate law friends not so happy. And I said, I don't know, mom, I think (laughs) I think I'm going to take entrepreneurship for a ride. And uh, it's been a long ride since. Exactly what a hardworking parent wants to hear, right? Uh, screw, exactly. Screw, screw this tuition and all this, uh, everything exactly. that we've, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that's been provided, we're just going to toss that to the side. Exactly. So, yeah, so we started a you know, vintage watch retail company selling vintage Rolex, Omega, things like that, right? I started the business with $9,200, which in the vintage watch world is not a lot of money. Uh, and uh, we were just buying value propositions, basically things that we thought were cool and neat. And and, um, and and then from there we we, we grew a successful retail business, uh, and then once that was successful, naturally, like all things, you start to look at what's next. And I I built out uh, in addition to you know as another branch to Theo and Harris a creative consultancy and development uh, uh, kind of portion where we were making creative campaigns for the big watch brands, and that worked well. So then I said, okay, why stick to watches? Let's branch out further into other industries, and that's where I am today. You'd probably suck as an attorney, right? I mean, I heard marketing, <laughs> I heard creative, I heard we, we've got deals. I mean, I, I, it's a good thing you're not an attorney because you'd be one of those guys bitching about, I thought you got rich being an attorney. And then you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding, but I am kind of kidding. So. He's kidding. He's kidding. I, I, I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to be on a good foot here. It's a good thing. We've got like two hours and 37 minutes to go through this. Uh, before we get to the end of that though, uh, where can people find you? How do they follow you? Because there's sure. going to be a lot yeah. of things that we're not yeah. going to get into that they can get find on their own. If anyone wants to follow, you know, vintage watches or ask any questions, uh, you know, follow along at Theo and Harris, T-H-E-O-A-N-D-H-A-R-R-I-S on Instagram. Um, if you want a more like of a personal, like kind of more about like, you know, entrepreneurship and clothing and, and just, you know, fucking guy talk, uh, shoot me a message over at, uh, at my name, Christian Zeron, uh, Z-E-R-O-N, and we'll, we'll definitely chat. I really, I've always worked very, very hard to be available uh, to our community uh, because you know, as a young entrepreneur, you know, like if you don't have a good connection with your community, you may jump out of a window because everyone else on the internet is so mean. They're so fucking mean that your community is just like, uh, like I, I could well up talking about it. Like, for real, like be, be it from from fifteen to fifty five, the nice yep. people. I just wanted to be in, as engaged with them as possible because, um, you know, a lot of other folks are are, are mean. You know, and when, and when you're and when you're a young entrepreneur making no money, you don't have a thick skin. You know what I mean? Like you're doing yeah. your best. Now you want to 
you know, tell me to go, you know, someone commented the other day on, on, on a video. Um, I hope, I hope someone gives this kid fentanyl. I said, now I laugh at that. Obviously, everything's fine. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you, you, you got to. I would have been like, "Fucking, hey, why do you hate me, man?" You know. But. Well, I mean, as long as you cut it down with something, I mean, uh, maybe, it might be a small dose. I mean, I, I don't want to go just over. Do a, here, just but. do a bump. Just yeah, do a little yeah, bump yeah. of Fenty. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, we, surely to God, we're we're more civilized than doing it off the back of the toilet seats now. I mean, can't we exactly. uh, move to the sink for crying out loud? Uh, all right, so so let's get into some watches, man. But what are you wearing right now? I'm wearing. This is actually the first place I'm talking about this. I haven't seen uh, this I just before. unboxed this today. So this is a Gerald Charles uh, uh, skeleton. So this is. I don't know how, how deep you guys are into watches, but the, the designer behind the Royal Oak and the Nautilus was name was Gerald Genta, and this was his last design. And the company uh, before he died, and the company just came back to market now. And um, I just bought uh, one of their pieces, and that I'm really is, excited about it. I'm a, really I'm a fucking sweet, dork, man. man. No, like super sweet. dorky about yeah. this stuff. Uh, all right, so that's so cool. usually, you know, like a, a book or a movie, there's a beginning and an end. I'm I'm more of a Tarantino kind of guy, right? I mean, this shit's gonna go. It's gonna go everywhere, dude. So yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a question that I wanted to ask you, right? And 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 it's and, and you take this where you want to. Um, that's why we we've asked you to come on because we want you to take us where you want us to go and 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 whether and we'll get into a little more detail but whether you're curating for uh, whether you're picking watches for the website um, you're doing some one-off stuff I'm sure for individuals you're doing some stuff for yourself just like you just showed us but what's the what's what kind of leads you down that path right I mean then get out of the entrepreneur side of it yeah. right get in no, well, get, get it get deep on me well, it kind of informs itself, right? So because Theo and Harris has the creative wing, which is very, very, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a profitable part of the company. And because I've got LMF, which is the creative development firm entirely, that is a fantastic business. I have a little bit of leeway when it comes to my real passion of watches to offer watches that I really love. Right for sale. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't need to. Like, there isn't a gun to my head every month financially to offer watches that are the most profitable all the time. Right. Uh, biggest margins, biggest turnover. I don't need to be in that game. Obviously, if I were, I'd probably make a little bit more money or a lot bit more money. So maybe I'm being a little bit arrogant for not doing that. But I am. I really love watches. I get high on my own supply. Right. So I. So the fact that I'm able to do that, I consider myself very, very lucky. That was kind of an accident. Uh, so I, what do I buy for the shop? I buy watches that interest me. I want to create a culture around the watches that always kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, got my dick hard, right? Uh, be it, you know, uh, cool vintage Rolexes with a weird reflective orange dials, which we just sold, or or oddball vintage Patek with these weird 70s television-like case and a blue dial, or or jump hour watches, these digital, whatever fucking, whatever I would see and say, if I had unlimited money, man, I'd have these all. That's yeah. what I like to offer for sale. That's what I love, you know? So I consider myself rather lucky that I'm able to filter our collection on the shop to that, you know? That's what kind of drew, drew me over to your shop. I watched you on YouTube quite a bit, uh, Christian, and you're authentic and you're what you really like. And Cal and mm -hmm. I were talking about this earlier today, what we wanted to kind of get into. And it seems like, you know, the age of social kind of pushes everybody to the same grail watches everybody wants from a status symbol and a flex or whatever it mm -hmm. is. But you... 
kind of searching for what you really like, and you're not into all those kind of grails and everything. For sure. I consider myself very lucky that I never, that I don't have that taste because that taste is like, if you're really into like the, like the mainstream grail stuff, you will genuinely grow in despair and you will go, go broke. You will actually go broke chasing that unless you have unlimited money. And then even in that case, you have despair, right? Yeah. You're, you're empty, right? Um, I love the people that are like, I don't know, like, like I have a friend that works at Zagorski, right? They they invented the fucking helicopter for God's sakes. And this guy's got more fucking money than God, no question about it, right? You see him and I'm like, hey Rick, what do you have on? And it's the same watch every time. He has a an old titanium brightling uh, um what what are they the watches of the digital aerospace, I believe. Uh, and it's just because that watch speaks to him on a personal level. And the guy's got he's got a, a sound system in his basement that's worth more than fucking anyone's house. Like it's crazy. But to him, he's like, No, this watch means something to me. And I'm like, I know guys with $50 million that would kill to have the contentment and watches that you have right now. And that watch is worth 2,500 bucks. Yeah. You know, that's where you want to end up, be it with watches, be it in your marriage, be it with your kids, right? You want to be able to kind of take a deep breath of, you know, kind of a sigh of relief and say, we're good. Yeah. We're fucking good. We so, don't need everything. All right. right? So he, Which is so, an ironic thing to say as I'm wearing a, you know, $75,000 watch, right? It's kind of, you know, you know it's kind of uh, oxymoronic. But, but, but the truth is like, you know, even with this, right? This is a really good example, right? And I, and I know I'm rambling and I'll stop. No, in a no, second, we want to hear it. Yeah. I, like, 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 Nautiluses, Royal Oaks, they are, they're really, really expensive. Um, and you're not getting a lot of the time when you're paying secondary market value, you're not getting a lot of value for that watch, period. Right. A Nautilus could be a $120,000 watch that really retails for $29,000. I don't have the kind of money that I can spend $130,000 on something that's worth 30 grand. That to me is just fucking sucker written across my forehead and some people can afford to be sucker i can't right and i and i do fine but i can't be sucker i just you know i just can't you know um so when, when i was looking at this watch even though it's super expensive it's my most expensive watch by a mile like i'm not fronting i don't have a, a huge collection of, of super expensive watches this is a really special treat for me and the way the reason i bought it was because i'm looking at the brand and i'm saying first of all they're limited production they only made 50 and it's the last watch of Gerald Genta, so there's a lot of historical evidence support the projection that these watches are going to skyrocket, right? Mm. And the quality is incredible. I think if I say no now, there's going to be a couple of celebrities in the next couple of months that are going to buy them, and I'll never get to own one ever, and I'll miss the boat again, mm. right? So yeah. when you're in watches or in anything, luxury or whatever, you need to kind of, if you don't have if you don't have a limited, limited budget, you got to be mentally ahead of other people so that you can buy it before the rise, right? So anyway, that's my rant. So the stock market of watches, you say? In a way, right? In, in, in a way, like... In a way, and I, and I will never sell this. This will never be sold, right? So, so you'll never realize the profit. But it's would you ever want to own it? Because if this watch jumps, let's say over the next five years to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, I would never sell it, right? I would never sell it. Um, that being said, I would also never be able to own it. I would probably never spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars on this watch or on any watch, maybe. Right. So at least at the moment, it's, it's what I look at is at, in the grand scheme, half off, which is a sick way to look at it. But five, 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 five years goes by like that. It, it happened with Submariners. It happened with the Hulk. Right. The Hulk was an eight thousand dollar watch. The Rolex Green Submariner yep. that now goes for 19. Yep. Right. If you bought it before people loved it, you, you got it half off. 
Yeah. You know, I know that's crazy, but I really so, feel that way. So you've got a little, uh, you got a little first state passion for the watch, right? You've wanted sure. the watch, you found the watch, you got a, uh, in your opinion, you got good value on the watch. Is, has the, is, do you have a favorite? And, and I've watched some of your stuff. So again, if you want to know and go and, and get, get into Christian stuff, go, go back and watch his stuff. So has this now replaced a favorite watch or is this like, uh, is no. this like the new, uh, the new Tang? No, no, definitely not. Right. So I'm a, I, you know, again, my main business is, is marketing, right? I mean, I, my marketing firm is, uh, is, I love it. I love it more. I mean, God, so much because I love the idea of storytelling. I, it's my favorite thing to do. I'm an Italian American. I grew up at the Sunday dinner table telling stories. This as is all said, I ever as wanted said to every be. successful attorney. And if, really think, <laughs> and if you really think about it, I mean, a really good attorney tells a really damn good story. He just That's has the it. law behind him to back it up. That's all I ever wanted to be. So for me, when I look at my personal watch collection, I only gravitate truly toward the watches that mean something much mean something to me in a, in a nostalgic way or in a personal way, uh, period. My first uh, watch, my date just changed my life. Uh, my GMT master, uh, uh, you know, was my homage to my father, who I could never possibly tribute enough in my life. Uh, my Breguet, uh, you know, was the watch that I wore on my first date with a girl that I had dated that I was sure I was going to marry. And who knows what happens someday. But I look at that watch and, and I say to myself, like, I've always said, like, I wanted to tell my kids this was the watch I was wearing when I met your mother. Right. Like, you know, and, and when I bought it, I was not anticipating on keeping it. I was going to sell it. And I met her. I knew I couldn't. Right. I'm a total nostalgic sap sucker for fucking stories. Uh, what I, what I heard, I didn't hear. No, what I heard was maybe. <laughs> who, who knows, who knows what stories this will have by, by night's end. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it, it is early. I could, I'll just say that it, it, it is early. So you, you hit on a couple things and uh, I'm going to back up a little bit and, and uh, Dan wanted to go there too. So you, you mentioned your friend at Swarovski that has his one watch that he wears. And every time he's got that and he could buy any watch he wanted, um, there's, I'm going to tie it back to golf. I don't think you're a golfer, which, which doesn't make a difference, but you know, you have been in, you've been involved or engaged or in the room with some golfers because golf and watches kind of go hand in hand, right? Especially when you sure. get to the elite level. So yeah. when we're talking, Dan, you want to name them off? Who Jack and tiger, Jack, tiger, uh, Rory, uh, I mean, I can run down the list. You know, you got Brooks is always in the Corona and these guys are, I mean, from what I see, they're one watch guys. I mean, you, I, you don't, they're not in a, and I'm not talking brand. I'm talking, they're wearing one watch and it's the same. Now, maybe it's a different watch, but it ain't, it's not a different color. It's the same style and it's the same model. It's the same. What, what, what's, what's your take on that? And as you're curating, I'm assuming you're curate for people that say, Hey, I'm looking for a, I, I want a piece, right? And, and I'm really getting way down yeah. a hole here, but, uh, you know, I, I want to watch that's going to define me. What do you yeah. think that means to those individuals that are so complex, I would say, right, in, in their yeah. lives? And, and they're like one watch guys. Yeah, I, I would, you know, I don't think that really exists anymore. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that people, today and our culture and our behavior are ever going to be one watch guys, right? The one watch guy wasn't actually a watch guy. 
That was a person that owned a watch. Okay. Okay. Now we look at him as, oh, he was he was content with one watch. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many raw denim jackets do you have. Like, so if you had one because it was given to you as a gift, you bought it on a whim downtown Manhattan. Does that make you a one denim jacket guy? No. You you don't identify with that at all, right? Like, period. So so I don't think that really exists anymore. Now now how do you? get the most out of the watches that you own in your collection, I would definitely say exercising personal constraint, which is certainly something that is difficult for people, particularly wealthy people, because the resources are easily parted with. You know, I, I, I encourage my wealthy friends and clients to be a little bit controlled. I do, you know, uh, you know, hedonism, uh, gluttony uh, doesn't look good on anybody. You know, even if you can afford it, uh, be it on the inches on the waist or, or the bands in, in the so account. That's, that's right? the reason I keep my bar full. It doesn't look like I drink that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I mean, maybe that's an area that I, you know, I, 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 happen, to, I happen to drink. I happen to abide plenty, you know, but but on the material level, and I definitely overindulge in watches, too. There's no question there, you know, but but I'm a generally, you know, uh, uh, explorative in the watch world guy. I really try to push the boundaries of my taste and I encourage people to do that as well. I mean, you know, I, I encourage people to, you know, to, to, to feel comfortable in something that they kind of know they'd love, but are afraid to wear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think that a great example is, you know, there's no one more buttoned up during the day and, and, and restricted, uh, on what they wear than like bankers, right? New York bankers are very restricted, sure. right? Still they have to get, their, Still they have to get the all their suits from the same fucking manufacturer <laughs> in Brooklyn, you know, Martin Greenfeld, same cut, same lapel. If you wear a shoe that's too gaudy, you're not, it's so many rules, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, Hermes figured out a way to capture that whole market, and it was introduce fun into their wardrobe in still a manner that was acceptable and discreet, right? If you look at these Hermes ties and their motifs, it's it's chickens jumping over, a, jumping through a hula hoop. I mean, it's all these bizarre, fun, odd things. No, don't flip and, out on me, Christian, but uh, for those uncivilized people that are listening, uh, you would pronounce that Hermes. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you're, you're pronouncing it in the proper way, but there's a lot of uncivilized people that listen to this. I might be playing golf with them this weekend, and they, they, they'll not have any, they'll not have any idea what you're talking about. But now, so the, now the, everything the, just soaked in. The, Her the Hermes ties are fun, and I think it's really, it's a really a testament to the brand's intelligence that they've been accepted as mainstream in, 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 in the culture. If you wear a pair of Ferragamos with your suit because of the buckle, you're looked at as ostentatious and you looked at as you looked at as a, as a, as, a, as an entry level guy trying to prove himself when they think just wear a pair of cap toes and shut the fuck up wow. right but if you put on the Hermes tie, even though it's funny and silly and it's kind of childish, it's accepted. I Jeez. encourage that same thing in watches. Be conservative, shut up. Be, you, you, you don't need to be a jerk off to wear a fun watch because everyone thinks, well, I can only wear black. You know, you can wear black sometimes, but you can wear a color. You can wear a green. You know, I, I have a, I have a watch just now. This is a purple Rolex date eight. I mean, it's it's patinated by by nature, you know, but I think it's fun. And and, and I dress. I mean, right now I'm a little bit. I have a big shirling collar. on. Well, you you had to dress down for us. I, I get it. Yeah, I get but it. generally I speaking, I dress very conservatively. I only wear navy suits. Right. Navy suits, basically, you know, muted shirts. But I like to wear a watch that's fun. And I think it's a little bit liberating. 
Hmm. Uh, all right. So let me, I'm going to talk about a few things and uh, some input from you. Um, so and the- one, one thing, one thing before you move on, I want to pay a compliment to the golf community because the golf community, I would say is, is I would say, head and shoulders above every other sports community on clothing. Golfers wear exotics more than anyone else. Golfers wear patterns. Golfers have taste. They have cool, the bags are often very cool. Not every time, but very often very cool. Golf wardrobe is the best sporting wardrobe, uh, period. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe off the court at tennis or or back in trading places era, tennis was cool. But other than that, golf is by far the best dressed sport. Agreed. Uh, other than wing shooting, I I would agree with you. Yeah, wing shooting, upland hunting. Okay, fine. Uh, I, I, I would, but but yeah, I, I, don't get, I, I do. I do have a. Uh, uh, I got a bird dog. She's uh, she's not barking yet. Hopefully, she won't while we're uh, we're going at this. But uh, we'll see. Um, so. I mean, there's so many things. We we gotta have a follow. We gotta have a second date. I hope the first one goes well. Um, and just this is, uh, and I'll do. I'm gonna do this randomly. I didn't tell you I was gonna do this, but uh, so the Rolex uh, Alice in Wonderland watch. I don't know what the the timekeeper's watch. Uh, yes or no? Which one is it? The Alice the Alice in Wonderland Rolex. Uh, it's Which got the that? like I, I the the what was the Alice in Wonderland guy? The timekeeper, where the numbers are all jumbled up at the bottom in like blue or purple. And it's like I don't know what time it is anyway. What are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, I gotta look. I, I, I look at that one. I don't have that one. I either. don't know this one. I'm sorry. What? I don't know this one. Are you fucking kidding me? He didn't proof this one. No. You're the fucking watch guy. <laughs> I don't know it. No bullshit. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> no, you, you look up Alice in Wonderland Rolex. Yeah, Dan, Dan, I'll pull it up and show it to you in a sec. Yeah. yeah. And see, this is why the bot's always on the call because mm. uh, you did, you just ask the chat GPT and uh, the chat GPT. Oh, also, I, I don't know if I don't. Know if you uh, if you know this but uh our creative firm has made a ton of commercials for the tour we, I, we actually work quite closely in golf uh <laughs> we did all of the commercials for president's cup last year players the year before uh we do a lot of stuff in golf i love so, golf. so give me give me a couple of uh, do you talk watches while the creative firm is doing that do you get involved and you do you have a chance to uh watches, to watches are tough in golf because rolex uh you know obviously owns uh, basically the watch spot. Well, they, they don't own Rory McIlroy. Well, well, that's the thing because Rory McIlroy is not an employee of the tour. He's a contractor. Yeah. So he is able oh. to have his own partnerships. But that does pose logistical difficulties for, you know, for the film crews because they they try to right, keep Rolex the center. Yep. So yep. it's actually rather difficult on a corporate level. Of course, it's Rory's right to take partnerships wherever he likes. But, it, you know, it does it does pose difficulties because Rolex is the official timekeeper of the PGA Tour. Yeah. And so, I mean, does that present, uh, I, I get it that it presents challenges. Um, ooh, let me, let me go a different direction. That way we don't get in any, uh, we got to go back and edit and delete. Cause we hate edit and deletes. We don't like that shit. There's no fucking reason, man. Just, uh, I mean, be real and talk about it. We're just um, any, yeah. Any, any fun stories of golfers and, and this could, you can go into whoever else after this, but mm-hmm. has anybody, cause people are asking you, right? I mean, people that know who Christian is, they're like, Hey, I, I want to watch and here's the image I'm looking for. And here's what I want to do. Any golf stories or golfers that are coming and asking for a watch. That's a good question. No, I keep those worlds pretty separate. Uh, okay. be, mainly because, mainly because, you know, uh, at the creative firm, 
you know, I don't, I mean, not that I, my ego, I don't care about that, but I never want to confuse why I'm there. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I'm on site, whether it's with the tour or with, you know, Hearst, uh, big, big journal conglomerate or, or, you know, with with any company, I never want them to say, oh, that's the guy from YouTube. Now, I'm not embarrassed of our YouTube presence. By any means. I love YouTube, but I never want anyone to think like, yeah. what does he do for a living? I yeah. want them to just see a generic guy with a pair of glasses and a mustache and say, he, I think he's a partner at the firm that we hired to do the marketing. How That's, long? Yeah, you, how long what, so is the stash here to stay or are you, you're going to change no, it up? No, yeah. is this you know, I don't know. I, you know, I had a dream last night. I shaved it, which was the first dream I ever had about shaving the mustache. What did it look like in the mirror? Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I looked awful. I looked awful. I first it's saw a, you on a, YouTube. It's a habit. It's a habit. I, I first saw you on YouTube, Christian, with the mustache. And the first time I've ever seen you ever. And I was like, this guy's so Brooklyn, man. <laughs> Fucking Brooklyn, baby. <laughs> hey, so, do, you, do you know Sid Mashburn? You know who Sid I Mashburn do. is? I'm sure. okay. I know of Sid Mashburn. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So you got to get, I know, this is, this is off the record. This is going to be edited out. Not really. Not really. Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, we got to get, you got to get with Sid Mashburn and you got to get with Keith Mitchell and get, get Keith Mitchell in a watch. He's a golfer. I, you probably don't know who he is. I, yeah, he, I don't know Keith Mitchell. No, it, it doesn't matter. He, he's a good guy, good golfer. And, but yeah, he's, he's not a Tiger Woods, so it's perfectly fine. But Sid is outfitting him and he's doing like this nostalgic, uh, you know, we're going like old school wool and we're going old school polos and we're going, uh, to, I love it, it would be it'd be right in your wheelhouse. We got to get that, uh, make that connection. Love Dan, that. did you find the watch? No, I don't know which one you're talking about. What the circle back to him next time? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Just send me a link next time, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. so so lame. Well, I, I got to go now. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> And by the way, that's such a big glass of tequila you're washing down that uh, Woodford Reserve with. I'm just listen. If, if, I, if classy, I didn't have classy. if I didn't have two more meetings tonight, believe you me, I'd be having three more Woodford Reserves. Classy, very very classy. Nobody uh, fucking drinks anymore, man. Holy, I don't know where do you, where do you live? I live in Atlanta. Dan lives in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah and yes, people do fucking drink. Anymore. Not up what here. are you talking? About? What are you talking? Not about? up here. Not up here. Th Nobody tell me more. Drinks. Tell me more. Nobody drinks. I drink. A ton. I mean, that's just let's just shoot it the way it is. I drink a ton. Uh, when I someone asked me one time in a medical setting, uh, they I swear to fucking I've actually never never told the story in a medical setting. Someone asked me and there was a multiple choice ABC. How many drinks do you have per week? And the A was none. B was one to two, and C was two to three. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need a D. I was like. <laughs> I mean, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what kind of lightweights are coming to this fucking? Uh, you really make like I don't. I, I do not have a drinking problem, and yet this question is structured to make me sound like I'm an alcoholic, and I am I, not a fucking alcoholic. And nobody gets between me and my fucking boot. No. <laughs> All right, Chris. So you hit, go ahead. You no, you hit on something here, and this is something we also, we also wanted to bring up. And I don't know if you're aware. You're probably aware, but. We talked a little bit about golf. The second part of our stuff is bourbon, right? Or, or booze in general. And there's a big collecting community. Look at behind Cal over there with, with this as well. Now, do you venture into any collecting on, on that side? So it's a great question. So 
So I have a buddy that's really deep into it. So I always have quite a bit of bourbon at my uh, home because he brings it over. That being said, that's um, a good I'm friend a big, right there. I'm, oh, it's a great friend. <laughs> it's a great friend, and he doesn't really drink it. Like his like uh, his son is very young, so he can't. He doesn't drink with his son, and his wife doesn't drink it. So it's like either drink at home, which is fun, of course, or come here and drink it. And he, so he brings it. You yeah. know. So we've always got a lot of really cool, rare stuff uh, at the apartment because he's always on the forums buying, trading. It's crazy. Yeah. This guy went from having literally no bourbon to having, I mean, you know, I, I don't know the first thing about bourbon in, in a very large way. Um, not, having, not a true story. And, you addressed that you were drinking Woodford right off the bat and it was skipping yeah. and you told me who it was. So I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. Well, to, to, have, to having a fairly large collection of bourbon and and, uh, and I was, you know, I was amazed. Why didn't I get into it in, in a more real way? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm an, I'm a nosmic. Do you know? I, I, I can't smell. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. So I can't smell. So maybe that's got something to do with the. Re, is this with, COVID? Why, is this a COVID thing, or is this no, uh, naturally I was, I was born that way? I was okay. born that way. Hmm. So maybe that's why I've, I'm a little bit less inclined to get into uh, like bourbon and wine. I'm into wine because my dad's into wine. Hmm. So that's the only way. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have ultimately found myself knowing as much as I do about wine. Not that I'm an expert. God knows. Well, hold we on. Talk about hold on just my, a second. My dad's thing. You, you've referenced all these doctoral doctoral things, uh, one being jurisprudence. Now we're talking about medicinal. Um <laughs> How do you know this? How do you know that you can't smell? I, I, have, I have never experienced the sense, the sensory experience of smell. I, I, you could put, how about this? I, I and I've, I've done this for buddies that in college didn't believe me. You could legitimately take a shit in a plate and for kicks, I'll, I'll put my face in it. For kicks. Oh, wow. Just because it's funny. Yeah. It's just funny. It's just funny. Like, I you ever nothing. play golf? I'm looking for a uh, partner for the member guest next year. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, if you, and if you suck, perfectly fine. I suck too. But we're going to be a suck. damn good time. I do, I do suck, but that's all right. I got, I got my clubs right over there. I got my clubs right, right, right in the back. I don't know if you can see them, but do you? There you go. Oh, I see him. Yeah. No. Oh, I see him. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Sweden's Cove, twenty twenty four. I'll send you the dates. Member guests. It, yeah, it's it, it's it, yeah. There's it's people your that are Christian. It is your people are going to be cigars. melting. Yeah. People I'll are going to be cigars. melting over uh, meeting you there. Yeah. It's uh, this is good. Hold on. so. It, can you like diagnose this? I can't smell by like a blood test or what? I mean, what's the? No, no, uh, no. They, I mean, no, yeah, nothing. I mean, I, I, uh, I went to a doctor once and they said it was a nerve problem that couldn't be fixed, uh, and that was it. They just said that's it. You're done. So fuck off. Well, that's, I mean, it's like a good thing, but also a bad thing. It's its good when it's good. It's bad, but it's bad. It, it, listen, if you're going to lose one sense, what is it going to be? You know, it's going to be smell, right? It's not going to be sight, taste. I don't, I don't feel like it sets you back. No, no. What do you and you say? know what I used to do? So I was, so I'm, I'm, I'm clearly an avowed, right? Like uh, a capitalist. I love business. I love America. By the way, you, you know, know this is going to be uh, the public could hear this. I mean, it could be only oh, yeah. two of the public, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, it's just, it's fine. It's, listen, my, I'm, you know, my, my, it's, it's no secret. It's, a, it's the, it's the internet's worst kept secret that I'm an avowed. Transparency. Capitalist. Bring it up. So, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, so, so anyway, so I had a friend who was, who was uh, an avowed 
um, you know, it was about uh, socialist, right? It was a period, right? So we very different temperament people, and and we were really, really good friends. But I knew how to get under his skin a little bit. I knew how to bug him, you know. And this is when I was building the company, and and thing I wasn't doing super well, but like things were going well, right? And he definitely, you know, didn't love that. So one day he knew I was an Gnostic. We grew up together, so he knew I was an Gnostic when I was a little kid, right? So I said, you know, it's fucking amazing. I said, not only is the business doing well, uh, which God bless, I said, but my mother was talking to our doctor and we figured out that I could be getting disability for my anosmia. He goes, what? And by the way, I just, I had just bought a brand new Mercedes. I bought a brand new Mercedes E-Class Coupe, really cool car at the time, right? So he goes, he goes, what? I said, buddy, this is so sick. I said, I'm getting 2,600 a month for this fucking nose. It never bothered me a day in my life. That's why I got the car. He went, of course, this is so not true this is a complete lie right he goes what is wrong allegedly, with you you're the government allegedly. i said what do you care what do we care they're scamming us every day blah, 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 blah. total lie the kid, you know what's funny is we're no longer friends and we broke up as friends about a week after that that's funny because he didn't know because he thought you were telling the fucking truth that's yeah, the issue yeah. he thought yeah. you were telling no, him the truth God. he was like this guy is the worst not only is he a fucking conservative i mean a, a capitalist but he's a fucking he's, he's whoring for the government and i said well you do you have a lot of friends that like to do that what the hell are you, are you judging me I, right that's now funny, it'd man. be it'd be disappointing oh, i, I can't lord I, that's it's it's not it's not the booze. It's uh, that's a good story. It's that's a the, good story. It, it's, I, I got to wipe story. this out of my eyes. That's, that's a little. That's a little crying right there. A little crying right there. In a good way. So oh, we got friends in the city, Christian. Um, Ragtime Rye. You should try that out. What do you think, Cal? You'd like Ragtime Rye? Alan Katz. Alan Katz. Alan Katz. Uh, New York Distilling. No, I don't know it. I would love to go. Oh, are you uh, in fucking Brooklyn? No, he's in. No, yeah. I'm a I'm a Jersey guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, just say I mean, it's right across the street. Yeah. It's right across the street, down the block. <laughs> what? Where? Jersey City? Where yet? No, I'm in the suburbs. I am. I am. I am in the, the deep suburbs. Yeah. Oh, well, you're one of those guys. So when you get on the we turnpike, some does, time it, in the suburbs. Does, does, does the music start playing in the background? Woke up this morning, <laughs> got my set. That's more North Jersey. Here it's, okay, it's right. you know, a little bit Are more you, like uh, pharma and finance than it is Tony Soprano. I, I, I didn't say Soprano. You're the one that said that. So don't call me out on that shit. We're not editing that out. Uh, all right. So. Uh, pull us back. I, I screwed us up on the uh, on the Alice in Wonderland. I'm gonna find that. I'm, I'm I'm sending it to you right now. What's your favorite cocktail? Oh, geez. So I'm totally seasonal. First, so first of all, I generally just drink vodka on the rocks. Generally speaking, I have, and it's, and it's because I have a really good handle on it. You know, you know mm -hmm. the feeling, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, something is just you've got a good control of it, and and you can drink it all night. Uh, so I really drink vodka on the rocks. Uh, I'm a really big fan of actually. Have you ever had the High West vodka? Oh yeah, I would love that. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. I love uh, it when I ski in. Delicious. I drink the the uh, Reykjavik vodka. Uh, you know, sometimes if I if I see it, um, you know, yeah, a big vodka guy um, on a reliable sense. But beyond that, like fall, winter, I'm a Manhattan guy. Love the idea of a Manhattan in a, in a bar with a fireplace. Yeah, Love it. yeah, perfect. How about, how about you? What do you? What about you? We're a big old fashioned. He's drinking a Negroni, that kind of thing. Yep. But um, nice. yeah, well, we mix it's it up stuff. seasonally as well. Seasonally as well. All right, I got a question for you. So this is going to be take deep thought from you, from a watch perspective. Which brand won the year? Mm. 
That's a great question. So, so I, I, I would have to take a release long, that yet, and he'll would, do it on his own channel. I would have to take a long <laughs> pause. I would take a really long pause to to give you the answer that I think is probably one hundred percent accurate. But but what I'm really what I'm who I'm really impressed by at the moment is okay. oh, can't see it. Can't see five percent off. Yeah, that's not your channel. Sorry. <laughs> What's he doing? What's he doing? I'm, I'm trying to show you this friggin' thing. Oh. I think that Tag Hoyer had a great year. I, I think too. between their new Carrera, the glass box thing, uh, their new Monaco's, um, will they see the, the fruit of it on a retail level this year? I don't know. But I think that they're building a much better Tag Hoyer five years down the line. They did a great job. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Tag has done a great job. What we got here? Uh, I don't know if we can. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I actually can't see it. What is it? It's a Rolex, and it says I'm already late, and it's got numbers at the bottom. Well, that's but that's not factory though. That, that that's that's like an aftermarket. It's probably thing. just for the movie. Yeah, just for the movie. I, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Yeah, because it must it, be. I mean, they're they're for sale. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So it's aftermarket. I probably yeah. Well, which is nothing wrong, nothing wrong with aftermarket by any means. Uh, but but that, it just wasn't a Rolex catalog piece, which is fine. ooh. All right. Well, that's where I wanted to get to. But you guys go ahead, and then I'll uh, chime in after that. No, I think that they've done a lot of interesting things too. I, I like your answer there, and I know you guys have been talking a lot about long jeans and them, you know, being a value in the play in the market, and just doing oh, some yeah. killer stuff for the price, right? I mean, it's just that's, that's you great. go you go you, you zoom out five years, and Longine uh, is a winner. Well, yeah. Longine's a huge winner. They're yeah. unbelievable. And really, this year, their new, the the new uh, legend diver. The I have a Longine from this year. The um, the master with the salmon dials, fantastic. I mean, I I stand behind Longine all the time. Yeah. yeah. Even though even though you know I love you know expensive watches, but I've got this disease really really bad, guys. Keep in mind, this is this is not a case of oh you know I'm cool. This is a case of uh, like uh, wake up in the morning, handshakes, uh, back is hurting, but it's not your back. It's actually your kidney. Or like this, that, that's actually what we. We've got with watches here, but I recommend people all the time. I say, listen, why why spend eight thousand dollars on something if if, if a three thousand dollar launching can scratch that itch, right? Like they do such a good job. Like it's such an incredible watch. I'm a big fan of Baltic, right? Yeah. Baltic is great. That's one of the uh, the independents, right, or the micros you guys were talking about well, a couple of weeks ago. It, hold, I think, yeah, right? Am I right? So, so take. Take me, take me there, right? So there's. Um, do you have an Instagram page, Christian? For Theo and Harris, or for my personal? Uh, just in general. Do you uh, ever look on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, of course. And by the way, uh, you can find Christian at theoandharris.com, or you can find him where he's going to tell you he's watching all these pages at that are <laughs> all these watch brands. And I'm looking at these watch brands, and I, I'm like, I've got a decent watch. It ain't bad. It ain't great, but it, but it's good for me. It's great for me. It may not be great for everybody else, but I see all these, um, while they're not vintage watches, they pay a lot of homage to uh, the fundamental, uh, you'll frame it up better than I do, but like, uh, there's a lot of brands that pop up, right? A lot of cottage brands, I would say, and they say they're us based and whether they are, or whether they're not, I don't care. The watch I'm wearing is not us based makes no difference to me. How do you, as a watch, if, if you don't want to go buy a $5,000 watch, if you don't want to buy a thousand dollar watch, how do you work yourself into that looks like a watch that I like, and I want to get into that brand. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I'm a big advocate for. I mean, if I'm an advocate for two things, it's 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 color, uh, and it's and it's and it's you know affordability. Uh, again, that's I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, but I, but I, I'm certainly, you know, being being sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I love what some of these micro brands, these yeah. small independent brands, are able to deliver under five hundred dollars, under a thousand dollars. I'm very excited by this. Yeah. Right now, they can't deliver you the world, right, because they're on a budget as well. But it's amazing. Like, and, and that's the beautiful thing about, uh, you know, it's the beautiful thing about capitalism, right? It's it's when 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 multiple companies are bidding for the business, they have no choice really but producing a better product, right, to capture your attention. Obviously, and and there and there begins the race, right, for highest quality at the same price. Now, there's obviously another answer there, which is shit quality and great marketing, yep. which is a shame when it happens. Yep. That happened with MVMT. MVMT yep. sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. That happens. That yep. shit happens. Yep. You know, I mean, it, but I will say, by and large, in the last 10 years, we've seen such a world of independence grow of people that are not capitalizing on, on deceptive marketing, but rather quality of product. And every year you see the bracelets get better, the bezels get better, the dials get better, right? Because it's competition. It's healthy competition, right? Ultimately serving the end consumer, right? That's, that's of course, they're asking for your money, but they're delivering you more in exchange than they would have three years ago because competition is stiffer. Yeah, MVMT, MVMT made it. And I sold for a couple hundred million dollars, you know? Yeah. And frankly, I would have, I would give up my career, right? To, to, to be, to be a partner in MVMT. Yeah. I was a no sucker. I was that. a sucker. I bought an MVMT and it's sitting over here and it doesn't run anymore. And it just, and, and how much was it? 150 bucks? No, fuck no. It was like, it was on sale at a Black Friday thing. It was like 75 bucks. I didn't so lose you go. I lost so, nothing. So, I lost nothing. I don't care. That's how I look at it. Who can, you know, $75 is, what is that? Two drinks at a bar? Like, it, it, not, to, not to sound like a dick, but, but it's the truth. Like, the I truth. don't think that even yeah. their crime was truly horrendous. Yeah. Right. I think that the, the, some of the crime that we see right on, on the healthcare front or other fronts where you're really exploiting people, they took 75 bucks of your disposable income. Who cares? Fuck yeah. you. You yeah. got you got you got thousands of dollars in booze behind you. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Allegedly. Like, Allegedly. Yeah, it, could, it could be a, obviously, uh, a fake. I'm busting, uh, I'm, I'm busting chops, of oh, course. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I look at I look at I'm a, I'm, I'm a loafer fan. I'm a suit fan. Right. I buy Gucci loafers. Some, not 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 often, but sometimes. And those when I when I bought them, they were five hundred and eighty dollars. Now they're eight hundred, right? Oh. But even at five eighty, they were overpriced, and I knew it. Five eighty, <laughs> and the shoe was really three fifty four hundred. And I said, I said to myself, they're overcharging, but they've told me a story that that I love, and I, I really I'm willing to pay the extra hundred and eighty bucks for that story. Were these right. new shoes or were these uh, yeah. vintage shoes? No, these are these were at the time these were brand new. That shows you how old I am, right? <laughs> I started buying Gucci shoes when they were five eighty. <laughs> now they're you know now they're eight eight fifty. You know it's crazy. You know, so so you know I'm a, I'm a sucker for a story. I'm happy to pay you a premium for a story, but I would like it. I would like there to be a baseline of of a strong baseline of uh, of, of 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 honesty, right? In medicine, they call it you know uh, kind of the standard. 
forward, right? In medicine, you know, we have FDA FDA process, right? Again, we do a lot of work in medicine because of because of our creative firm, and and things are not getting through if they are toxic, right? They're they're just not, yeah. right? So maybe is there a value assessment? Is it overpriced? Well, that's really not up to anybody. That's up to the prescribing doctor. It's up to a lot of different things. But but the idea of taking advantage of someone or being toxic is not acceptable, you know? So I don't know. Again, I'm a sucker for a story and, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and I'm sensitive to the danger of stories, right? A lot of things we see in business and in politics are all stories and yeah. they have negative consequences, yeah. you know? So I'm very conscious of, of the, of if I, if we were to use our power for evil, where it goes. Yeah. You like but, on the independence, Cal had this question earlier, not that you like, you mentioned Baltic and then you like, um, what Christian or Christian, for Ward, is that the other one? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. The, the new, the new twelve is an amazing watch. At, yeah. at I think less than two thousand dollars, they're delivering a remarkable watch. Yep, yep, I agree. I agree. You know, come on, it's amazing what, what they're what's, doing. What's what's uh, if, if you can, if you would like to, uh, if you were throwing out a couple of brands, other than that, if you were buying like, uh, if you wanted to upgrade from that. If you're in there already and you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first thing that I recommend to people, you know, is is be open, be not afraid of 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 secondary dealers. Because a secondary dealer is going to save you twenty to forty percent off of retail. Yeah. Right. And again, I'm a big guy into into into, you know, if you can scratch an itch with five thousand dollars as opposed to nine, why not? Right. Well, you're a secondary uh, dealer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. yes, but but not really, right? Like, we, yes, we've sold we've sold new watches, but we really don't. I mean, you can go on the site right now. Maybe there's one. You know what I mean? Hey, like, how so, about this? How about you got a watch that you're selling me, and I'm looking at the watch, and it's like, hey, but no box and no papers available, and I'm buying it, and I'm like, fuck, that's exactly the watch I want, and I trust, I trust Christian. I know who he yeah. is. Theoandharris.com is a reputable place to yes. buy a watch, and I know it's good shit. I'm gonna buy that watch. And then maybe I see over here, I've got similar yeah. watch and yeah. it has box and papers. What, how do you separate that? Well, for, well, first of all, on a, on a price level, there would be there would be a difference in price. There would be a couple okay. hundred bucks depending on the watch. Right? That's, that's number one. But, but let's assume that means nothing to you. What I would, what I would say, to the, say to the dealer, say, 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 to the, say to the client is, listen, man, this interaction, this sale, you know, this does not make or break my day. This this means nothing to me on a financial level. Not to be obnoxious, but to say, I want you to leave happy. That's how mm -hmm. I win. I win if you leave happy, right? You tell people you had a good experience. So put that putting that aside, the papers mean nothing. You think they're buying you peace of mind. Peace of mind is the person you're buying it from, period, end. So you think the answer is papers, and it's not. Now, if you want to go buy papers, God bless you, please. I just want you to have a good experience here. Let's have a drink. Let's enjoy, and let's all move on, period. I'll be here for you. But you are taking the wrong route for the goal, which is peace of mind. That's it. And, and again, if he really leaves, it doesn't matter. You know what I stand to make on that watch? Do you want 300 bucks, 400 bucks? It doesn't bucks? matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It really yeah, doesn't. It, I need so, you to be happy. That's it. Because if you go write a review that I would that, that you left unhappy, that costs us thousands and thousands of dollars in business. That's I can't afford that. Yep. I can't afford it. it I need you to leave saying, wow, that was positive. He really seemed honest. That's how I that's how I build a successful business, period. Mm, I like that. Yep. <laughs>
Yeah. You know, and again, a lot of that is because we had other businesses, right? I mean, if I didn't, if we didn't have another business, maybe I would, you know, if I was feeding a family, I'm a single guy that's no, only you, feeding No, you himself. fucking wouldn't. You still wouldn't screw anybody over. And let, no, 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 you, no. You, it's you, not a matter you, of, it's, it, no, you it's would not, not screwing over. I would, I would never screw anybody over, but would you maybe try to do a slightly harder pitch? Maybe. Maybe. Right? Yeah, but is it, you either want it or you don't. You either want it or you don't. That's it. And That's so it. do you, and, and where I'm heading with do you want it or you don't, is I, I don't imagine that a lot of people, this, this is going to be real bad, but I've been drinking, so it's it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, you're not, you're not selling to flippers, right? I mean, it, it's not, no. it, it, it's, I'm coming to you because I want something and I have something in mind and this is what I, and, and maybe I know what I want. Maybe I don't know what I want, but you're going to lead me in the right direction and you're going to give me options. And when I get it, it's going to be mine. Just like what's on your wrist today. Totally. which is what's on uh, something that's on my wrist today, which uh, I did not buy from you and was not bought from you. But nevertheless, it's something that I will never get rid of, no matter what, just like yours. And it's a totally. thing that's it's like uh, there, there's there there's a connection that's being made and something that somebody wants. And it's not uh, yeah, we're, it's, it's not a flip job. No, completely. I mean, you know, when I started in this business and I, I really was hard up on the money, like when I really, you know, I mean, listen, everyone who wouldn't want to make more money today as opposed to less. But when I'm talking about like really, really tough um, and I would meet a client uh, for a watch, you know, I was oh, to sell a watch. I was always so kind of embarrassed about meeting them because I said it's implicit in this meeting that I want to sell this, which kind of means that I need them to do something. And that means that like, I always felt that it reflected on me that I was in need. Mm -hmm. And it was really almost like a beggar's uh, perspective. You know, I looked at myself almost as, as a third, as a third, as a ghost in the room. I was looking at myself as like this poor person that was begging for business from a rich person. And it was so embarrassing to me. It was so, oh my God, I was so mortified to the point where when I would say to them all the time, um, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, I would talk through it. I wouldn't talk about the watch, right? They'd be looking at the watch and I'd be telling them a story about something entirely different because I was so embarrassed of the idea of them holding it and me saying, yeah, look at those lugs, man. Like, those are really good. <laughs> like, dude, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I was so, I was so mortified. Again, I come from a super lower middle-class background. Uh, so I, you know, more than money, dignity meant something, mm -hmm. right? We had no money, but we had dignity. And the idea of begging was just never going to happen. It was just never going to happen so it was a weird coming of age in that sense mm. very interesting yeah, well, and what's funny is now i now i ask for more than any ever because now we've got a great business so now you know on the, on the on the marketing front and now we're successful so now me asking for business is more assertive and less self-deprecating it's it's just like uh, you, you, got the, you, you got those you sheep legs behind your neck and uh, <laughs> around your shoulders, and you got those golf clubs in the back. I know where this. Hey, uh, so don't don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I know we got to get you out of here. And you just, uh, I think he just slammed. For those of you that are just listening, he just slammed that uh, Woodford that he was sucking on down there. I mean, I mean, no uh, rush. You're plenty. Of no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold on. We we want to give the people the opportunity that 
uh, may have kids listening that shouldn't ever have kids listening. We want to give people that just pay the respect to the listeners that, uh, hey, maybe it's time that I don't want to listen to the bullshit that's going to go on after hours. Uh, but by the way, Christian Zarone, how did it curator for <laughs> Theo and Harris dot com. Uh, spell it out. A-N-D. Uh, find him there. You, you want to drop one, and, but don't drop because I got some shit I want to talk to you about. Yeah, no, I mean, again, thank you so much for the plug. I mean, again, if I can be of any use to anybody here, even just on a, hey, I have a question about a new watch I'm looking to buy. There is no charge associated. I'm just I'm just happy that you can lean on us as a resource. I wish I had that person to lean on when I was getting into watches, and I'm happy to be there for you. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. No, you're definitely going to want to listen to the rest of the shit because this is what I'm going to ask him. So uh, cut, and here we go. By the way, Christian, we... Oh, you've refilled your glass. <laughs> or be it for me to have an empty glass. I felt like it was rude to the podcast. Oh, I love this. I love it, this. it was actually, it would be very fucking rude. So I refilled multiple times. Uh, so I, w- I want to know, I mean, what, what do I do as a, as a collect? This is very selfish and I want you just to drop it on me. So I've got a, I got a tag that my ex-wife bought me that I can't get rid of. I've got this, uh, I got this Black Bay 58 that I love. And you say you live at blue. Uh, I've, I've listened. I've listened to that one. I mean, what do you what do you do with these like pieces that you've just you've got? I mean, how do you get rid of them or you just don't you just keep them? You know, that's a whole other. I mean, it's a really difficult conversation. It's so case by case. Right. Like like a black bay is a really good example of of. I, I can almost see no scenario in which one would want to sell a black bay. Almost, almost no scenario. I don't either. It's, it's the Black Bay is is in practice exactly as advertised. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic watch at an, at a. At, of course, it's expensive. It's an aspirational price point for many. But in the grand scheme of watches, they are not delivering this to you uh, as as a, a, a margin piece. This is a scalable piece that they want the world to own. Okay, there is. I, I almost see no reason to sell Black Bay. Me, me too. That being said. If you don't resonate with it, if you don't love it, for whatever reason, you bought it willy-nilly, you weren't thinking, you're never going to lose a lot of money on a black bay. Never going to happen. Can we talk about douchebags? Oh, gosh. Well, that, those are the guys that lose money in watches. <laughs> Period. <laughs> fucking end. Can, 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 I, can, can I talk about fortunes. this? Can I talk yep. about this? Yep. So... <clears throat> I, I don't own a Rolex, and the reason I don't own a Rolex is not because I couldn't afford one at the time that I thought, oh, look at that guy with that uh, the gold and white gold and yellow gold <laughs> Rolex that's on his wrist and blah, 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 blah. But it's like that guy that's up there flashing it around on his wrist when he was talking to people that couldn't, could, and, and which could have been me at the time. Maybe it was me at the time, and he's flashing it around, and and it's like going, yeah, but we just want to make a little, make a little scratch, boss. And uh, it's like, uh, I, and I'm not bashing the Rolex brand. I'm 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 not bashing it at all. But I mean, there's a little there's a little tainted love there, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's tough. Rolex, Rolex themselves as a company has done a great job being very tasteful marketers. They market 
in, in, in a backdoor way, wealth, yes, but it's success and it's achievement more, right? I don't think that people, when they see Roger Federer, they see rich, even though the man is probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They see pinnacle of achievement. So Rolex does a good job at, at marketing success, not just nasty money. Right. They definitely look at money as almost a dirty word. But backdoor, it yields well, the everyone people, the people make the, the people, the people boondoggle uh, the Rolex brand. There's there's a good argument to be made on a, on a community level that that's exactly true, right? Um, I, I don't. I mean, you know, you're right. I have I have a big pet peeve with watch behavior. I'll tell you I'll tell you a small anecdote that really that really changed my perspective on watch community. Okay, um, I hosted a watch event a couple of years ago when I my first watch event ever, right? And I and I didn't, it wasn't a business. It, How'd, it came, right? How'd it go? How'd it go? We got we got seventy five people in New York City at an incredible venue, and oh. it was all on me. I spent a fucking fortune on this wow. fucking thing. Wow! Okay? And and I did it because the business had a successful year, and I and I and I wasn't trying to celebrate. I was trying to build momentum, right? Like you know, period. It cost me a fortune, and all I needed, I needed a deposit that was gonna. It was all refundable. I just needed a deposit to know they were going to show up because I was paying for all these people, right? So I took a $100 deposit from everyone that came, okay? Completely refundable. At the event, someone floated an idea of making a donation to charity, okay? I said, we were drinking. I said, that's a really good idea. I said, not only do I think it would be amazing if we could all do it together, I will, and by the way, I I had, did not have a lot of money. And I still don't have a lot of money in the grand scheme of money, but at the time, I really didn't have a lot of money. Get past that. And I still said, because I was drinking a little bit and, and the cause was very, very close and near and dear to my heart, I said, that's a great idea. I will, you know, again, I paid for the whole event, right? I will, I will match every donation, you know, made tonight, uh, one and a half, right? One and a half. So <laughs> the tickets cool. were, tickets were a hundred dollars. There was like 76 people. So I had to ultimately donate somewhere around $13,000 of my own money, $12,000. Yeah. Okay. And, and the reason is, uh, I think like three people donated, right? Two. And the reason that bothered me was everyone all night was bragging about how much money they had. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They were showing the, the event. I didn't I didn't go to a supermarket and ask people to donate money. Right. Just like random. We're at a watch event in which guys are wearing two watches at once, showing off one hundred thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars in watches yeah. and fucking the idea of being charitable for a for a hundred dollars was foreign, and I was really really upset. I was really really bitter, and I was, I was it was bad. It was bad. And my mentor, who has become just a best friend of mine, said, "Have you learned your lesson?" And I was like, "Ooh, what do you mean?" Ooh. And he's like, "No one is ever going to give a shit about parting with a hundred dollars. No one cares. No, you care. It's a cause you care about." They're not going to want to donate to a cause you care about. These are shallow people and they don't fucking care. Wow. And I was like, and this man is this wealthy guy. And I was like, mind you, he made a large donation, right? Like classic, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, I was gutted, but it almost gave me a little bit of relief. And I became kind of cynical after that. And and, and my and my faith has definitely kind of been restored a little bit, not at watch meetups, because those are purely ostentatious events. Those events are almost purely big dick swinging contests, which I have no interest in. Okay. Everyone there has more money than me. They're all heirs to huge fortunes. I'm the poor kid, right? Like doing his best right so and everyone knows i wear a swatch to those events half the time and it's which is a big f you to all of them because i look at them and i say i'm the cool guy you guys are fucking weird you know you guys are weird you know like, you know period uh, but and we make a big joke out of it and it's all in fun um and, and a lot of those guys are fine guys it's just it's just i don't know i just you know I started this conversation kind of by saying, you know, you believe in, you know, you believe in, you know, I'm, I'm definitely an avowed capitalist, but but I, you definitely believe in, like, if we're going to be a little bit obnoxious with our expenditure, shouldn't we also be a little bit conscious about, you know, how that might look? That's it. Don't, don't fuck your buddy and uh, do what you want to do and don't be You know a what I mean? Like, come on. Isn't that, you know, and in a self-gratifying way, it's right. like. I, I, got to, I, got, I got a couple of questions. I know we got to get you out of here, Christian, but Cal and I were hey, arguing. He, he just refilled the glass. Uh, we were I think arguing his, about uh, this earlier. I think his date canceled. This is what I think. So I've got, I've got, a, I've got a car downstairs. I'm not driving. We're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, watch ambassadors. So you went through this recently on the channel. You hate LeBron James. You like Jay Z. Hey, hey, hate's a strong no, no, word. He just, but he we, just, no, we no. embrace it. He no, just, no, no, no. It's too, it's too weak a word. It's yeah, too weak a word. Too weak a word. Oh, uh, so you, you hate LeBron James? He likes oh, yeah. Jay Z. He likes right. John Mayer. He likes Ed Sheeran. So, Ooh. so and Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart. You like Kevin Hart? Well, well hold on. Can can I can I parlay for just a second? Sure. Parlay for just a second. Uh, would you two part question? Would you say that John Mayer is uh, this is Christian to you? I know Dan's answer, I know the bot's answer. Would you say John Mayer is top 10 guitarist of all times? No. That's a simple oh yes or no. Um, I, 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 it's a ridiculous question. I mean, for me to answer, I, I have I have no perspective on the matter. I am fairly. I am not a musician. I will. I refuse to answer the question. I reject the question. Second part of the oh, second a, part of the I question. I follow up to that answer, but that's okay. <laughs> second part of the question is uh, so so John Mayer couldn't d down T Swift. Uh, do you think T Kelsey is going to be able to d down T Swift? <laughs> Listen, my sister is an <laughs> eternal pessimist when it comes to women, right? My sister is always looking out for my best interest. And she always tells me all these red flags. And she says, these Taylor Swift girls are fucking nuts. And I didn't believe her. I had to find out the hard way. This fucking Taylor Swift will never be happy. She's a fucking lunatic. And that's it. Period. Thank end. goodness. Is this on the record? Is this on the no, record? No, nobody could know. But there, there is there is no dick in the world. You know what there is? There's a hug in the world that needs to save that person, not a dick. Period. Come here. This Come here. Bring it in. Bring it in, bro. Bring it in. Bring it so, in. So back, you said you can't answer the question of the guitars. But follow up to that is, what does your Spotify wrapped look like? Oh my God! Um, so uh, equal equal parts uh, equal parts folk music from all different parts of the Aww. world, right? Be it Irish or American, like uh, with classic rock. Uh, I listened to Led Zeppelin four like three times last week, and it, and it hadn't been years. Um, you know, grew up on classic rock. What about Dylan um, before Dylan was cool? 
Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if it's raining, I like to smoke cigarettes in the rain. And I, there's, nothing, there's no one I'll listen to more than Dylan. I, umbrella. I don't believe in the word umbrella. I don't believe in that. That's awesome. That's all right. Yeah. All right, back to the ambassador thing. So we we hate LeBron. We like Jay Z. We like Mayor. We like uh, Sheeran. We like Kevin Hart. So I watched the the new uh, Mayor and Sheeran thing. Thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I like the little nuggets in there. I mean, the watches. A lot of those things are out of Cal and I's league. We're never going to be able to buy a five hundred thousand dollar Patek, whatever it is. That makes three of us. That yeah. makes three of us. Um, and you, you know, one th- before I get to the question, one thing that you said earlier about how you're just a junkie for watches, you know, and you wake up and you're automatically thinking about them and you know what, yeah. how to acquire them, what you're going to get for next, what your you know what's the journey look like and all that. And the one thing I got out of the mayor thing that was kind of cool was he said to Sharon, he was I used to be a hotel guy, but I found you taught me how doing my passion is more rejuvenating than actually just relaxing. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. And you, I feel like you kind of feel like the same. That you have that passion. It is and like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Like I, you know, I love like like this right now. Like this is on my work. This is on my work calendar. This is on my see at LMFNYC email. Right. Mm-hmm. This isn't at my personal email. Yeah. And yet this is it could have just as easily been on a personal email. Right. We did zero prep. This is just awesome conversation. This is rejuvenating. It's energizing. Period. Fucking end. Yeah. Um, so you're that, saying we don't have a second date. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I would come on. And, I would come on. Fuck. I'd no, no, no. We're, we're just gonna bone in the back room. It'll be fine. Uh, but, but you're right. Like sharing passion. I think you're. I think that's dead on uh, insight. Is is the most rejuvenating thing you can do. You need rest. Everyone needs nice yeah. rest. Yeah. But no, sharing passion is yeah. God. God. So with these guys. Mayor's talked about how he spent a fortune, you know, had the CNBC in the uh, headline about how he spent like a third of his wealth on watches and this and that. So he's spending his money. And then you talked recently about like LeBron and how LeBron can go from Patek, that's a quarter million dollars, down to an OP green that yeah. it's $5,000 that nobody can get. And why does he do that? It seems like Mayor's buying watches. It seems like Ed's buying, are they giving LeBron watches? Um, I, I don't know. So it's it's one of two things. Uh, either LeBron James, like I said, is an industry plant who just wears whatever he's told to wear by a stylist or whatever it may be. And then the question is, well, why would the stylist put him in some of these watches? I don't know. What do they have to gain? Because Rolex certainly isn't paying the stylist, nor is AP. Uh, but the brands could have a direct. It's very hard to understand why it's happening. Um, but I know it's not genuine. LeBron James uh, is... Um, uh, an idiot. Uh, he's a liar. Uh, period. And I've never. Uh, I, I, I. I mean, I. I'd be very hard pressed to find uh, someone who is as disingenuous and as uh, much of a pseudo intellectual as LeBron James. Uh, I do not. Uh, you know, I do not uh, hedge on that statement at all. He's a fucking idiot. You got to make it to Sweeten's Cove, <laughs> sweetest place you'll ever sit in yeah. life. And yeah, whereas look at look at look at look at Jay Z. I mean, yeah. this is a guy that opens his mouth far less often, right? This is a guy that has grown up, become uber wealthy. Not to say that he's more wealthy than LeBron James. I have no idea, but he is an intelligent guy that has mellowed with age. Right, he's mellowed. He has right? mellowed a lot he of age. Yeah, he, that's it. He doesn't play the gangster, right? Whereas mm-hmm. when he was 2005, when he did the first AP collabs, he was still like, still a little East New York, a little bit Bed Stuy. No, he he he's more of a uh, uh, someone to look up to if you're from those places. It's it's 
I can become the careful, elegant, well-spoken young man that came from a shitty place that knows not to to pretend about uh, or or front about things that he does not know. You know what I mean? Like there's intelligence saying, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Uh, LeBron James is the opposite. And I think it's I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's embarrassing. It's actually uh, and you bring up a good point, though. It could be maybe the background. LeBron was, you know, an icon coming out of high school. Right. Whereas Jay-Z yeah. had to work his way up. Mayor had to work his way up. Mayor used to live in Atlanta where Cal's from. And they used to go see him in the clubs there, you know, back in like Down 2000. Hood, yeah. yeah. Down so, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, I know we got to get you out of here. The problem with idolizing, you know, sports figures is, you know, we, you know, we, we idolize them for their performance. And there's nothing to take away. I, I can't speak to LeBron. I know nothing about basketball. No, 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 Christian, uh, you've never seen me on the golf course. But when, <laughs> but when you do, when you do in early September at the member guests, uh, let me tell you what's going to happen. I don't know that you'll idolize me, but you'll be like, we're having a goddamn good time, motherfucker, and we're going to just it. let this motherfucker roll. That's it. And that's it. what what is going to happen is, uh, I think we can get a little Theo and Harris and – like the people that show up to the member guests, uh, I mean, they're not uh, they're they're not poppers. I mean, and you could uh, give a little. Uh, we could do a little bourbon slash uh, watch review. I love it. I love it. Period. Yeah. Period. Well, good deal, man. Um, what's your go-to spot in uh, in the city or around? It's a good question. You know, again, yeah, like watching. He said he's a fucking Jersey guy. Don't well, no, 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 wherever, wherever, yeah, I'm in the wherever. city a lot. I'm in the yeah. city a lot. And, you know, like watches, I uh, I really, you know, don't like uh, hype. Uh, I don't like lines. Uh, I, 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 it is so rare that I eat at a hype restaurant. And if it is, it's because I'm invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have no interest in competing for reservations. Uh, I go to Mineta Tavern a lot in the West Village. It's a great place uh, for a killer burger. Uh, uh, an elevated kind of like, you know, an old New York experience, a great little bar, great cocktails. That's always a that's it's always a staple for me. You know, I, I used to love Chinatown, but since COVID, you know, people have essentially boycotted it, which is a real shame. Really? And now they close. They close at like eight or nine PM. Wow. And that's just that's just not, you know, I never went to Chinatown for dinner. Chinatown was always whoever we had dinner with the people we actually liked at the table. We all went to Chinatown after, you know, so if we were a group of seven at dinner. So you got to finish too, dude. I haven't finished also. And and the Koreans upstairs. It's it's sad to me because the the, the Chinese Americans are, you know, God, it's such a staple of American, of New York culture. They've kicked, they've hustled their ass to to build this neighborhood. And now it's, it's fucking done. It's very, mm-hmm. very sad, and and to no fault of their own. I mean, you know, to no fault of them. I mean, they've Christian, been, they've, are you yeah. Christian? Hold on, are you are you gonna? So I, I've seen the uh, the Today Show, and they have this thing. Yeah, there's this famous picture of um, of the 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 eye uh, the. Uh, the the iron channel iron channel iron i'll get it out in a minute channel, channel iron. iron with the guys sitting over there having breakfast up on the uh, on the crane <laughs> that's are the empire state building yes right are you taking uh are you taking some watches are you going to go do the uh, do the deal so you know that, that so 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 my great grandfather was the last living person uh, to have worked in the Empire State Building. Really? Don't you have to, to go do it with the show? He used to tell me all the time. They they tell us. I forget how many people like died. He goes, that number's fake. He goes, fucking guys died every day on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he 
goes, they were crazy. Oh, gosh. There was no oh. net. Love this. Yeah, I, I hope we can do this again. So, uh, what, what would we leave out, Dan? Uh, you, I think uh, we hit everything. He's got to go, man. We kept him too long. I know. So. I know. Yeah. Nah, 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 next time's going to be longer. Or next time could be in person. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys were the best, truly. I'm so I'm very grateful to have been no, invited. Fucking patronize uh, us, no, 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 no just listen, like he said. Ah. Listen, you know, if there's one thing about me, you know, it's I'm I'm sincere, and I think it's there true. were a couple of moments in this podcast where maybe you were like, "Hey, be less sincere." Like, <laughs> this is who I am. This is this is who I am. Uh, you know, it's a take it or leave it kind of thing, and that's it. You you, you know, you know what you're gonna get. Awesome, man. Loved all the work you're doing, bud. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys very much. Have a beautiful, uh, beautiful Tuesday night.